This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ah, there you are, traveler. Come inside, hang up your coat, put your feet by the fire, and I shall bring you what you so desperately seek. Rude tales of magic. And we're back! It's Rude Tales of Magic! When we last left our heroes, they were smashing up through the top of an elevator shaft. And guess what, you fucking worms? They're still doing it! We didn't cut forward! Maybe some other shows will cut around exciting moments, but not us, baby, don't know how. Albies just sent a wave of wind upwards, and with a boom, smash, the sound of that wind, shards of glass go flying out every which way but loose. Players! And also me, make a dexterity saving throw. I got a 20 with modifier. 12. I got an 11. 10. 7. And Hot Roddy got a nat 1. That is a critical fail. And so Cordelia, a shard of glass is going to hit you on the cheekbone to sort of signify like uh, John McClane sort of getting hit with. It's like, oh, the stakes have been raised. Cool. Yeah, cool. Okay. Uh, Hot Roddy, every single shard of glass, just like, it's almost like retaliation for how cruel you've been to Albie. Uh, every single shard of glass just sort of like hovers in air for a second and then just like zooms and like beelines for Hot Roddy. He gets cut to shit with the, oh, fuck, oh, shit. I didn't do anything to deserve this. So something very interesting happened, uh, which is, uh, Cordelia, you're the tallest. That means your head clears the top of the tunnel. And as you move up past your shoulders, down by your chest, then Bellow's head clears the... And we are slowing time down. This is moving in slow motion. And the second Bellow's eyes clear the tunnel, time freezes. Bellow looks at you with the eyes of a familiar friend and says, Cordelia, Cordelia, Cordelia! Chatter, chatter, chatter. What's up? You had roll save and you did it. You made it. Hey, yeah. I, I, you, where were you? You didn't come. Where have you been? Okay, so it's very specific what happened. And I can't tell you because uh, I, because I, of some events that occurred. Uh, okay. I need you to work with me here as I, as I, I can't tell you everything. Okay. I met a guy named Brian Fuck. Okay, sounds cool. Look, the uh, uh, so you um, you got maybe two days, maybe three days if you're lucky. Uh, you gotta get the hell out of rule saving. Oh no! Wait, why? Just I did, do we it. Just I can't here. tell you why. We need you just going great. You just left. That means I got you right on time. Okay. Well, are you gonna? Where should we go then? I don't know. Just away from as far from rule saving as you could get. Oh no! We don't know. Cheddar, is this a is a, Cheddar? Is this a witch hunter thing? I can't say. I can't say what it is or isn't. I want you okay. to imagine maybe there were like some signatures involved, some promises made, some things I can't get around. Cheddar, did you like sacrifice me? You don't fucking know who I am or what I what? did or what I'm I don't do. I'm your employee. You shouldn't okay, be well, doing that. Okay, well, I'm your that. boss, so why don't you fucking fly right? I'm going to report you. What? No, don't report me. This, that actually will be a big problem. Okay, good. Then... Take care of me better. I'm trying. Look, I'm trying. You don't understand what I'm up against. You don't get it. I don't. 
I mean, you okay. can't tell me? I can't, I wish I could. Look, you just, uh, okay, um, uh, here are the notes I'm not playing here when I say I can't okay. tell you exactly what to do and not to do, but maybe you want to get out of rule saving? Okay, Cheddar, are you safe? What, am I safe? Yeah. Good question. Thank you for asking. I was going to ask. What were you going to ask? I'm okay <laughs> for the time being. Okay, she steps forward and she hugs Bello. Bella's oh, look body. At that. By the way, this is a fucking. I mean, this is like the BMW of guys you could be in. This feels really <laughs> nice. Yeah? Okay, cool. That's good to know. I mean, yeah, it's not good. surprising. Feeling good. All right, I'm going to step away. I feel like this has gotten weird for me. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying, this guy, is, if you ever want. I, you can't jump into people, but if you could, <laughs> just so you know. I don't, that's all right. I'm good. You okay, can't do that, can you? So you're saying we have two to three days to get out of Rules Haven. Get the fuck out of Rules Haven. Uh, this is... I can't say I, I can't say anything more to that. I can't say any. I mean, I can say I could say less. So you know, you're welcome. No, yeah, I mean, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Nah. Are you gonna be around in Rules Haven if I need you? I, I mean, I can be around, but I cannot specifically help you. Jenner. What? <laughs> what? What? You don't know what it's like. Okay, you have no fucking idea what I'm up against. You don't know what it's like for me either. That's just how subjective realities work. Okay, great. Well, sounds like you get it then. Okay, I uh, I can't specifically help you, but if you want to call me at certain times, I can be as helpful as I can to a limit. Okay, that sounds like actually just exactly what our relationship is already. All right, well, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Bye. Okay, take care. Be careful, fuck okay? You. All right, one second. And he, uh, Bellow's just going to lift his arm up and kiss his muscle and go, oh, feels good. And he disappears. Okay. You keep moving now. You, uh, with the same speed as before, you are right back to it. And uh, with a screeching halt at the top of the elevator, uh, it, it stops at all of you fly upwards and hit the top of the uh, inside of where you are right now. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but let me tell you where you are right now. I'll tell you. You're inside of a large industrial grade refrigerator. Two cows wide and two cows tall. You could fit four cows in here, unless my math is bad, which history has shown is an option. Listeners who love to send me corrections, if I fuck that up, please feel free to dig a hole and whisper the actual number of cows into it before climbing in yourself. No shovel? Use your bare hands. You can do it. I believe in you. I'm assuming there's a door to the fridge. Yes, and it's closed. Um, the Alvin's fridge gro glows with an eerie pale light. Is there anyone else in the room? Uh, just you guys and Hot Roddy, who's been cut to shit. Uh, Albie is going to try and open the fridge. Sure. Uh, can you make a... Uh, this is not designed to be opened from the inside. Can you make a strength roll? A 20. Oh, what? Fuck. Yeah, you open it. Albie is, like, <laughs> full of the energy of coolness of having survived glass being spat all over her. Yeah, Albie, you actually got one, too. You got another cut on, uh, on the matching uh, cheekbone to Cordelia. Bookmarking that for later. Okay, cool. Um, you guys are cut sisters. Oh. Of course. Have fun with that, fans. Okay, great. Um, opening the opening the the fridge. Yeah, you open the fridge expertly, as good as you possibly can with a 20. I asked for the bowl, I got the horns. You open uh, the fridge, and as you do, you hear, uh, 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 coming from, from sort of far away, you hear murmurs of activity and footsteps that can only be described as the running kind, heading your way fast due to the running. <laughs> um, Albie's going to do a little looky-loo. You're in a large, white, immaculately cleaned kitchen 
white subway tile lines the walls, and black and white checkerboard floor stretches out in front of you. There is a large chrome sink divided into several segments, as well as a rack of various mundane ingredients. On the wall, a poster reads, Wash your hands or lose them. We don't know what germs are yet, but we know about getting sick. Remember, (laughs) the rules are the rules. The lights in this kitchen are out, but the eerie pale glow of the refrigerator illuminates the room like a memory. Um, are, are there are there any like loose like vegetables or something choppable um, in the kitchen? Yes, of course. There's uh, also there's uh, there's parsley, there's garlic, there's carrots, there's chives, there's onions. Great. Uh, Stir fry is gonna jump towards the carrots, grab them, uh, throw each person a carrot, and be like, "Everyone, start chopping! We'll pretend we're making a dish." De Bonesby would like to jump into a big pot to pretend to be Bones for a stock. He he's on board with with Stir Fry's plan. Stir Fry's right. We don't know the meaning of those footsteps. We must pretend to use our element. And he hops into a big stock pot to pretend to be some sort of, um, you know, uh, the bones for a, a human uh, stock. Uh, you know, a nice, a nice soup. Uh, Cordelia whips around and looks for um, like aprons and uh, chef's hats. Yes, there are. Uh, there's a whole uh, uh, rack of them. It seems like uh, you know this is a kitchen where people clock in, put on their chef stuff, clock out, hang it up. Uh, mm-hmm. And there is uh, 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 none of these are Sasquatch size. These all seem to be about uh, built for humans who are about like anywhere between five eight and six one. But uh, okay. but you got they're there. You could wear them. Okay, she's gonna she's gonna put one on anyway, even though it's obviously too small. Sort of like Absolutely. kids kid look kid style. Perfect. It is a, a, a hilarious image. Stir-fry is, a st- Stir-fry is still chopping up carrots and throwing them on top of the Bonesby um, in, in the pod as soon as he is done chopping. Yes, yes, cover my skull. Albie is just crouching in defense, like sort of trying to guard Hot Roddy and Bellow at the same time as she's keeping an eye outside, even though she didn't see anything before. Yeah, the footsteps are getting louder and they're getting closer. Cordelia grabs a handful of herbs. Fantastic. You hold the herbs. Everyone, de- describe where you are in the tableau. I am reaching over the pot with a uh, extended arm with a fist full of chopped up carrots, or about to release. Albie is uh, standing um, sideways with her, with one side oriented uh, towards the the door opening, and the other side is sort of like got the little soccer mom arm kind of around Bellow and um, Hot Roddy. At the last second, Bellow is going to grab a chef's hat and. St- and stick it on, but he's still sort of crouched down near Hot Roddy. Great. And Hot Roddy is uh, uh, thinking quickly. He's going to grab an apple and put it in his mouth like a uh, pig at a luau. <laughs> so that is the tableau. We formed the tableau. And at that the instant, the instant that the tableau has been formed, a human man, his blonde hair slicked back poorly, enters the room, skidding to a halt like Charlie Chaplin. He's like, <laughs> Brian Fuck, but th- this isn't the arrangement. <gasps> He sees you. He sees the tableau. He takes the sight of all of you in and drops his tray of pastries. Oh, dude, you dropped your strees. <laughs> your strees, my man. Yes, my good sir, your strees are gaining dust if you don't pick them up post haste. Five second rule, bro. Uh, he looks around hurriedly and uh, uh, he says, what, what, What's going on? What's, where, where's Brian Fuck? What is this? There's no time. Pick up those trees. Uh, yes, of course, of course. He, uh, you guys have completely out charismaed this guy and he just starts <laughs> picking up his trees. He now accepts these as trees and he starts putting them on his, uh, his silver plate. He goes, Of course, of course, of course. But I, I must ask, Where's Brian Fuck? What's going on? He's home? He sent us up here. 
Yeah. He sent you. That wasn't the arrangement. I sent people down to him. Yeah, this well, is the, a, a new thing that he's trying out. Uh, Stir Fry drops the carrots into the pot and walks over to him. This is his, this is time to lie. <laughs> Look, pal, we didn't really always understand what Brian Fuck's going on. What's going on with that dude? <laughs> he makes strange things and strange opinions. All we do is follow the rules. Do you follow the rules? Or do you question the rules? I'm having trouble remembering. I follow the rules. This is Rules Haven. Of course I follow the rules. <laughs> then you better get those pastries and get out of here, buddy. Yes, of, of, of course, of course. I, uh, 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 now, Stir Fry, that was good. That was, like, legit good, uh, uh, deception stuff there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's for Stir Fry. That's not for Tim. And, uh, I'm gonna make you, I'm gonna have you make a, uh, deception roll with advantage now. Ooh, boy. That's a 24. Okay. He completely buys it. Hook, line, sinker. Um, this guy. So, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you permission now. The next few things you say are going to work. <laughs> Wait, before you go, buddy, please, give us the rundown. What's, we're so used to being down there chopping up all of uh, the meals you all are making. Oh, well, what's the lay of the land right now so we know how best to temper our uh, cuisine? Uh, of course, yes. Uh, yes, right, 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 right. Um, you, I guess you wouldn't know if you're coming from beneath. You're at the Jurisdiction Inn. It's the, uh, it's the largest hotel in the southern end of Ruleshaven. Oh, it, it's still the largest. That's good to know. Uh, any special guests we should be aware of? You know, with allergies or, of course, preferences. I'm sorry. Are you the are, are you the kitchen staff? Are you asking questions or are you helping us make it across the way? Of course, of course. Well, how can I help you? How can I help you? Let us know what guests we need to be aware of so that we can best present the food of Rules Haven to them. Yes, of course. Um. Uh. uh well, there's the uh, uh the singer Omelette Dumont. Oh, uh, wow. She is in town. Uh, she is staying here. Um, and uh, uh, she won't eat anything that had a soul, is her, uh, that's her only demand. All right, Bello, cut the soul bread. 86 the soul bread, dude. Thank you. The, uh, yes, of, of course. And uh, um, the, uh, the, the illusionist, the magician, the impossible fistover is here. Uh, no dietary <laughs> restrictions that I'm aware of. Oh, great. If I, if I do remember, he's not allergic to cilantro, but he doesn't like it. If you say so, I, I, you seem to know this better than I do. And uh, um, uh, later, although they're late, of <clears throat> course, um, uh, the band Show of Strength is supposed to be here. Ooh, fantastic. Uh, Stir Fry is now jumping up in the air by the pot and just pegging in full vegetables as hard as he can at the boned up to Bonesby. Um uh, he's enjoying being aggressive. Yeah, um, a, a, a show of strength, of course, are, um, they're famous for throwing food out, but, uh, uh so, you know, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be too concerned about what we send to them. Oh, fantastic. We'll, 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 at the very least, we'll make it look good. Thank you, friend. And last thing, what is your name? Of course, of course. My name is Tiny James. <laughs> ah, Tiny James, pleasure to meet you. I am Stir Fry. Now get those pastries to those mouths, friend. Uh, 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 yes, of course. I mean, it's uh, yeah. If you, if you say so, of course. And he he hurries off. Um, Cordelia rushes after him. Sure. You Can catch she catch him? him? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Tiny. Tiny James. Yes. Uh, Tiny James. Is there? Um. Uh. uh we have. I've. You know. Uh, waited on her before. Is there? Is there? Is is there a witch hunter here? Excuse me? Um, uh, is there... Do you know what a witch hunter is? Yes, of course. I just... I, 
if there's any reason, look, there's no witches here. There've been no uh, yeah. no demonic goings on. There's no reason to to believe that there would need to be a witch hunter here. Absolutely agree. There there wouldn't be, and there and there shouldn't be. Um, it's uh, it's actually an old friend. I just wanted to. Um, I thought well, there's no, there's no need to, there's no worry. There's no need. We, we keep this place immaculate. There's no, no demonic okay, goings ons here. Good, good. Good to hear tiny James. Please keep that up. Yes. Any, in fact, any use of demonic energy would uh, trigger an alarm. <laughs> Cordelia, this is Cordelia laughing in yeah. just absolute relief that she's heard that before making any mistakes or um, uh, using any magic. Sure. Um, Wow, great. Whew. Tiny James, please get those trees. You can call me Tiny. To their... Oh, thank you. Tiny, please. During the last sentence, I decided you were my friend. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, I feel like this is going well, too. Um, get out of here. Get those get those trees to the right mouths. Right away. Of course. Of course. Uh, I'll, I guess I'll, I'll leave them at the door of the sleeping. Yeah. And he runs off. Kitchen, she man. turns back to the to her friends in the kitchen. Uh, she sees Stir Fry attempting to light the pot under um, the bones. She watches. Stir Fry. <laughs> I, I'm so sorry. I guess I was getting so good at lying. I bought the facade myself. He then grabs the pot and pours the bones beyond the floor. I've got it. Oh, is the coast clear? Yes, Frederick. The coast is clear. Thanks to Stir Fry. <laughs> Slams the um, pot back on top. <laughs> Hey, what'd you have to say to Tiny James? Um, I probably wasn't smart, to be honest, but I just, I asked if the witch hunter was here. Huh? Oh, what? Me? Yeah. Why? So when, um, when we popped up just now here in, uh, Rules Haven, uh, Cheddar showed up. Actually, Bellow in your body again. Oh. He, no, he's all for it. He said you have the BMW of bodies, which I don't know what that is, but there's a... a th- I mean, it sounded manly, big, big, Mm -hmm. Uh, muscly warrior. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. The BM, the big, muscly warrior of bodies. Um, I mean, it makes sense. I get it. But uh, it always feels kind of weird. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I actually owe you an apology. I I gave him a hug and realized that was probably not appropriate since um, it was your, your body, but it was very respectful. I promise. No, Alvies that part nose. I'm cool with. Okay. Al- Alvy's nose twitches. <laughs> Stir Fry's mouth opens, like, ah, oh, and makes eye contact uh, with, and makes eye contact with Alvy. Uh, she returns the eye contact and she, like, signals under her nose to see if anything's coming. She's like, Any- anything? Mouth still open, Stir Fry's <laughs> shaking his head, and then as he keeps watching, he starts nodding his head. Um, <laughs> Alva just like rubs her nose real quickly, and then she turns back to to um, Cordelia, and she's like, "Wait, what? Is, so, what do you mean? What do you mean, Cheddar? That's your boss?" Yeah, so that's my boss. Um, he, so he's. I, t- I told you he's, a, and I. Uh, she sure, sort of looks around the room again to see if anyone's there that she hadn't noticed before. <laughs> um, you're seeing Hot Roddy for the first time, but no, no new people that the player doesn't know about. Hot Roddy's still with us? Hot Roddy looks up at you and he spits the apple out and says, yeah, you're welcome. Oh, God damn it. Albie um, closes the fridge. <laughs> by the way, so Hot Roddy, I think, has made it out of the fridge at this oh, point. Yeah. Um, okay. So you close the fridge and, uh, and Hot Roddy says, yeah, uh, all the cold air was getting out. Not bad. And he, he says, by the way, it seems like I got you guys to rules haven apparently. So uh, I'll take that thank you whenever. Cool. Um, so anyway, 
Okay, so Cheddar popped into Bella's body, and he said, we have to get out of... Well, he said, I have to get out of Rules Haven. That, like, we've got two to three days to get out of Rules Haven, and I just... I don't know. I got freaked out. I thought it was the witch hunter, but he couldn't tell me what was going on. I told you he's a demon, right? Yeah. Um. Oh, my goodness. Um. Yeah, I guess he would know about the witch hunter, wouldn't he? Yeah. Oh, Oh. and DeBonesby, so Tiny James just said that demonic power has <laughs> actually set off an alarm here. So no, none of that. Oh, very well. I will abstain. Uh, right. Yes. And I will, too. Well, it's, it's okay. We don't have to be here long. We'll just... Find Rain's brother yeah. and leave. Yeah, okay. it sounds like we should just track down Ulcer and get the information we need and scoot. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, I mean that's, that's, yeah it sounds like we should all get out of here. So uh, if you don't mind, and Hot Roddy puts his fingers in his mouth, and with the following sound that Taylor puts in, because I can't do it, gives a long whistle. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, he sort of nods. He says, uh, yeah, so... Uh, Afterbirth and I sort of have a thing. Whenever I whistle, Afterbirth returns to me. Oh, okay. Had a bit of a tactical error there by leaving Afterbirth at the mouth of that cave. <laughs> this might take a while. Yeah, no, it's going to take a while. It might take a few days. Do you okay. think Fanta will come with him? Uh, unless Fanta's an idiot, which might be possible. I don't know. Well, we have much to do and very little time to do it. First stop, a clothing meister for me. We're on a limited time frame, dude. Yeah, of course, of course. But I'm, you know, I'm used to my to the shame of my nudity, but I do feel more comfortable in a, a proper attire. You know, I don't have your skin, and so I've I've come to you know take the skin of velvets and mm, uh, furs and silks, and you know, I, I really don't feel myself in just a uh, yeah, chef's outfit. All right, he's going to step forward and say, hey, buddy, uh, I got a feeling you've never been a beggar before, but uh, as my dad used to tell me, but Bellow's granddad used to tell me, you can't be choosers. We're in town. We're finally in civilization. Yes, I wish to choose to get new clothing and not just ones I find on the floor in the kitchen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, no problem. You get a new jog and new hand, but why not? You deserve more, 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 more for Frederick to bones me, eh? Okay, I can't tell if this is like a sarcasm thing, uh, Sir Fry, no offense, but uh, to bones me, if you're really intent on getting clothing, then maybe you need to do that by yourself while we go track down Ulcer. I mean, like, yes, that, we only yes, have... Let's use our time wisely, but we have two days. This shouldn't take more than one hour, I'm sure. Wait, quick question, sorry, quick question, everyone. And thank you, LB, for checking my tone. I'm sometimes so good at lying. I even lie my friends. Uh, what the, can we, what the, just, yeah, just a quick check in here. Why do we need to see y'all soon again? Because if it's not a big deal, I'd, I'd love to enjoy this show from a singer and <laughs> band and an illusionist. <laughs> Stir fry. Don't you remember Rain sent us here so that we could follow up and get information about, you know, how our school disappeared and how to get to Forbidden Zone and how to get things back in order? Yeah, Ulcer could have some important clues on the mystery of her missing school. Right. And we're all... Okay. Yeah, if that's all we're all good for, then I'd, yeah. Yeah, like all our all our good friends like disappeared, remember, and might be in hell, and then, then we're kind of responsible for that stir fry. Right, so we would want to like let it go. Right, yeah. yeah, I'm on board with my friends' needs. I wonder if he'll know where Casper is. He might, Albie. 
Okay, yeah, I want to get going. And Albie just weirdly puts on an, an apron because it feels like the thing to do, but then she, like, looks for an exit. Yeah, where's the exit? <laughs> like she's grabbing her, her sword Yeah, like she's grabbing her coat, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there is one exit to this kitchen. Uh, there are large double doors that uh, Tiny James had moved through. And uh, as you turn to the exit, those double doors are actually going to slowly, imposingly swing open. Uh, Cordelia takes a large step back. You're going to be glad you did because taking up that entire door frame is a hulking human man. Almost one Cordelia tall <gasps> and a full-on three Cordelias thick with mm. a mustache, a Salvador Dali mustache, the width of his frankly irresponsible shoulders. He enters the room. He is dressed in the traditional garb of a chef, white hat, white apron, and a wild look in his eyes. He takes one look at the group and unsheathes a broadsword-sized butcher's knife from his back. My name is Gerard de Parfood. <laughs> you have intruded in my kitchen during this ungodly hour. By the laws of Ruleshaven, you are sentenced to death. No, we were, we were taking a cooking class. Yeah, and we're interns. And I'm the bounds for soup. These lies do not stack. Roll for initiative. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so DeBonesby instinctively reaches out and flicks a tiny spark of electricity from uh, his wrist, forming into a big old lightning bolt jutting through this man's arms where he grabs him. Very quickly, this man is shocked in a big way. You can see his skeleton. And to your horror, you see even his skeleton is buff. No! Muscles on the bones, baby. That's what I call a big man. All right, it's four damage. Uh, yeah, and he takes four damage. Uh, <laughs> the ends of his mustache, a little bit of smoke forms there, and he sort of like his head and uh, shakes it off completely. Doesn't even break stride. All right, it is his turn now. He is going to take his butcher's knife, um, and he is going to uh, bring it up over his head and try to swing down right onto you, the giver of electricity, Frederick the Bonesby. Freddy, what's your AC? 11. You feel the wind of the butcher's knife. Uh, it almost knocks you over as he just misses you. It comes down, and it, it with a... It, like, hits the ground, and it puts a little uh, ding into the ground. He has to pull, and uh, he actually uses... He gets two actions, and he uses his next action to pull that big butcher's knife up out of the floor. It is now Cordelia's turn. Okay, Cordelia is Cordelia is really freaked out, and she's getting a little more freaked out the more she's thinking about um, time passing and her not getting out of Rules Haven and whether or not this witch hunter is around. So she is um, she's going to reach within herself to try and pull out an invisibility blanket. She feels the blanket and then realizes she can't use it um, without setting off an alarm here. So she panics a little bit. She looks down at her hand. She's holding herbs, and she's going to use this improvised weapon and throw it at Gerard. Tell me specifically what you grabbed for this. Okay, so she is holding a bundle of herbs. It looks like it might be rosemary, thyme, and uh, something else she doesn't recognize. And she is going... Marjoram. Probably. And she's going to take that and try and throw it at Gerard's face, specifically his eyes. Okay, great. So you throw uh, rosemary, thyme, and something you don't recognize at him. All of these miss him, and they uh, they actually land in a pot with a very satisfying sizzle and smell. You did something good there, but not uh, something uh, violent. Does it distract him at all? 
Um, you see his eyes. Uh, this guy loves food, and his eyes uh, glance over there for a second. His next roll is gonna be his next attack roll is gonna be with disadvantage because he's thinking about that delicious smell. <laughs> yeah, I bet it would smell good. Okay. Yeah, great. hit a chef where it hurts in the nose. Stiffright instinctually goes behind the middle cutting table island in the room and fires his crossbow straight into the shoulder of this awful chef, stronger than God, apparently. He then ducks, he then dashes and ducks behind um, the huge pot where the bones be used to be to hide behind it uh, until his next turn. All right, this guy, he takes that arrow right into the shoulder and he grunts and he says, I'm actually weaker than God, but... That still leaves quite a bit of room to be strong. And as he does that, he just sort of like grunts, and his, you see the veins on his neck just like popping out as he groans, and he just like absorbs the arrow into his shoulder. It disappears into his big, meaty, muscular shoulder. And he uh, he looks around for, for you, but he can't find you because you're hidden. And he says, have at thee. It is now, uh, that is going to be uh, Albie's turn. Albie is going to somersault over the um, the kitchen island, grab the hot pan and whack it towards his face. Uh, make an attack roll. Uh, 20, baby! And uh, as she follows through in a spin, she does a somersault kick aiming for his chest. That one was a 10 to hit. So, Albie, uh, you hit him, uh, and this pan, uh, this pot, it, like, hits him right in the face, and it sticks there for a second. He slowly takes a massive hand, uh, four hands wide, and he pulls the pot from his face, and you see the parsley is sort of stuck to his face. His face is all burned and uh, and, and just covered in, like, uh, very, very minor sort of, like, first-degree burns, uh, and he's sort of, like, you can see the heat sort of, like, rising from his face, and the parsley is, uh, it's sticking to his face like eyebrows in the angry position. Uh, the parsley falls down. <laughs> down uh, from his face and he points at you and says, you will make a fine dish. Uh, oh n- no. Uh, Hot Roddy's going to pick that apple up off the ground. He's going to take a bite out of it and he's going to uh, he's gonna say, hey, hold on you stupid piece of shit. And he's going to throw an apple at this guy, knocking his hat off for one damage. Oh shit. Oh shit. Is it okay? Are we allowed to do that? So, camera pans back over to this guy and he's beat red. He is he's beginning to vibrate. You can hear the like the steam coming out of his ears. This guy is uh, as mad as a man can get before it kills him. It Anything is weird now... going on in the tippy top of his head? I'll tell you what's going on in the tippy top of his head. His haircut is bad. He was <gasps> trying to hide it. <laughs> I knew it. Can we do this? Is this okay? Yeah, we can do this because we're already doing it. We're already there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Tim, this is D&D. This ain't your daddy's D&D. We got a bad haircut here. Joe, it's your turn. Bello, Bello gets a glint in his eye, and he's going to turn to Cordelia and say, <clears throat> Cordelia, you should definitely let people know if there's been a health code violation. And then Bello's eyes turn red, and he begins to slowly shrink and be covered in a dark, wiry hair, and he wild shapes into a rat. Ooh. <laughs> Cordelia's like, is it, am I, is it my job to do something about this? <laughs> <laughs> All eyes are on Cordelia. Um, Hot Roddy nods at you. Yes, it's your job. She goes, rat! Um, you hear, as soon as you hear, uh, you yell rat, you hear other footsteps. Others begin running towards the kitchen. There's a rat in here! Bellows down on the floor and he says, pick me up! Oh. <laughs> she runs forward and picks him up. You got a rat in your hand. It. What are you doing? It's Bellow. It's a blue little rat. Oh no, he said brown hair. Okay, it's a it's a brown rat. Whatever. Oh, you're right. You're right. No, no, no. It's blue. I'm always blue. Yeah. Okay, she picks up uh, Rat Bellow and puts him on her shoulder. 
You got a rat on your shoulder. Okay, it is now. You did it. You got a rat on your shoulder. All right, DeBonesby, it's your turn. Uh, how does the, the rat affect the chef? Um, the rat, the chef is looking at that rat and, um, he is, uh, he's got his butcher's knife and he's just sort of dragging it on the ground and he's walking over towards Cordelia now. He's going to do whatever it takes to kill that rat. Oh, so you don't like health code violations, do you? Very well. And, uh, DeBonesby casts Minor Illusion and creates a five foot square space of cockroaches all over the floor and says, ah! A single blue rat is the least of your problems, Chef de Parfood. Look! And uh, <laughs> Chef de Parfood looks over at the five square foot of, uh, of of solid cockroaches, and he goes, Aha! Cockroaches are deceptively clean, but still, this would be a tarnish on my reputation. And he's going to uh, charge over to it, and he's going to take a massive swing at that five square foot of cockroaches. So this is him investigating the illusion, I assume, right? Uh, that's right. So he has to um, make an investigate check and beat a 14. He's making an investigation check as he attacks. He does not hit the 14, and he's going to swing down. And, uh, he, you know, because the illusion is unaffected by this, he sees that he's killed none of the roaches. Yeah, DeBonesby is, like, waggling his fingers like a little puppet master of, of countless roaches in a tiny space. And he's making them jump around and miss the blade. He's like, ooh, my greatest challenge illusionist yet. Ah, you missed! You missed! And he's going to say, ha-ha, I see. The shoes perhaps are mightier than the sword. And he's going to just uh, start stomping down onto it. And he's going to make an, another... Inve- this is his turn. He's going to make another investigation check here. Sure. He's going to beat a 14? Mm-hmm. He does get an 18 here. He starts stomping around on the ground, and he looks down and he goes, <gasps> Conjurer of tricks! I know your dirty work! Oh! Magic cockroaches. How terrible. Well, you did it. Great job. Not the great save! And he's going to uh, uh, point at you and uh, just like Babe Ruth calling his shot, he's going to point at you and say, you're on my list! All right, it is, uh, Cord- uh, yeah, it's Cordelia's turn. So since he whipped around and was looking down at the cockroaches, Cordelia yes. takes several steps forward, inspired by his excellent boot work, and gives him a full-on kick in the ass. Fuck yeah. <laughs> You see that ass looking out at you. You are you. You know what you got to do. You kick him right in the ass, and you do four damage uh, to the. This guy's got a sturdy ass, but like you can tell, uh, you know his next few trips are going to be unpleasant ones. Is he the bathroom? uh, I'm talking. Does he hit the floor? No, he does not hit the floor. But he sort of like jolts upright, uh, and you hear a ho ho. She doesn't like it. She does not like it. He does, though. All right, it is uh, Stirfry's turn. Stirfry, hiding behind that giant pot, flips it around so that the empty end is facing the chef. He then runs to the chef, pot first, runs up his body, uh, running around and around like a gumball going back into its cage, (laughs) and uh, slams the pot on top of his head, um, obscuring his view. He then takes the butt of his knife and Gongs, gongs, gongs that dang pot. Fuck yeah, let's just get an acrobatics check to make sure you actually do the thing you just said. Ooh, baby. That is uh, 28. Holy shit. <laughs> he drops the pot and dies. <laughs> what? Yeah, that works. You get that pot on his head. Can you roll a d12? Yes. That's a 12. You do 12 Holy damage shit. to this guy's head. Uh, so you take the pot off and his head, there's just like four of his heads, like, and there's uh, tiny little uh, onions and cloves of garlic just sort of circling his head. And Tweeting. one of his teeth falls out. 
Uh, and he says, Oh, I don't feel so good. <laughs> um, and then can I, I, I think I you slam- fucked him up. I know I described that silly, but like, fuck, that hurt him. And can I slam, can I just make sure that that pot stays on top of his head so his senses are obscured? He's got a pot on his head. He can't see anything. He can't, uh, he can hear, but his his senses are completely obscured. We go now uh, to, to Albie. Albie is going to grab his massive shoulders and hoist herself on top of the pot. And then she's going to alternate her hoof beats onto the top of the pot, trying to ring this thing like a fucking bell. And, she's going to do that three times. And you succeed. You do, like, Lord of the Dance. This is, uh, uh, you You are clogging on that pot. This is a, albeit at River Dance. You just, like, have your hands down uh, all the way, and you were just like, <laughs> like, right down on his head. And even more than before, you do a, uh, this guy is just like, I don't feel so good. I think this time uh, he says, Oh, mon dieu, a sacre bleu. A check, please. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to land behind him. At this, he's going to get so dizzy he falls over. This is going to knock the pot off of his head, and he falls uh, onto his back, and he's facing up. It's Hot Roddy's turn, and Hot Roddy's, uh, he's going to say, yeah, uh, me too, and he's going to run over to this guy and try to, this pot is off of this guy's head, and he, Hot Roddy's just going to try to, like, mash his feet down into this guy's head. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> He didn't suddenly change. I don't like. We're all trying to kill him. Yeah. Hot Roddy is going to run over to this guy and be like, "Yeah, me too." I think it's about time I get on in on the action. Everyone's been waiting for it anyway, and he's going to go try to uh, to uh, uh, to uh, to sort of river dance and clog on this guy's face. And Hot Roddy, although the cockroaches have been dispelled, Hot Roddy lo- rolled low enough that he's going to remember the cockroaches and go, "Oh, I remember!" And he's going to sort of slip, and uh, he falls and he lands right next to this guy. Oh, jeez. So you've got two guys right in a row. One uh, about four times the size of the other. Bello really thought his health code violation was going to seal the deal and is getting frustrated that they haven't dispatched with this guy. He's re- Bello's really upset that like he and his friends keep seeking out safety and are just met with more and more conflict and danger. And Yeah, Branson. Even no. as a little rat, something dark opens up within him. And he's going to, as a bonus action, leap off of Cordelia's shoulder, wild shape, back into uh, tiefling form. And as he does it, he's going to point both of his fingers at Gerard. And for the first time as a tiefling, cast Hellish Rebuke. Fuck! Oh no! Oh no! Just the creature I point at, which is Gerard, is surrounded by Hellish Flames, and Gerard must make a dexterity saving throw. So, Joe... Does a seven beat anything? (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Give it to him, Joe. Give it to him. Uh, He's going to take 3d10 fire damage. I hope you guys had a a lot of fun with Gerard de Parfood because uh, he's... uh, So let's describe this. with the relief of a piss on a road trip, this these flames just like leave your fingers and they travel forward, um, almost dancing on their own accord as they surround Gerard Depardieu and they cook him alive. He is as they surround who? Gerard Depardieu. 
Gerard, <laughs> meanwhile, Gerard Depardieu, the real man in our real world, is also killed. You hit him so hard. Oh, oh my god! Legendary French actor, uh, uh, this uh, fucking icon Powerful. of the screen, also dies. If he dies, we're gonna be so much trouble. Uh, no, people will get it. With the relief of a piss at the end of a road trip, these flames fly out of your fingers and they move through the air dancing independently and they cook Gerard Depart food alive. He transforms in front of you from this strapping, beautiful, handsome, I might add, big, big human man into a cooked, he is just shaped like a cooked uh, Christmas goose. This guy is just like, he's got the little uh, the uh, the little uh, white things on the end of the feet. It, this is like he is on a, a, a tray. This guy is transformed into food. And with his dying words, you hear him whisper, This is a chef's ideal death. <laughs> to become the food you prepare. Cordelia yells, Bellum, no! Uh, Albie is going to grab uh, Bello's hand and Hot Rod. She's uh, she's right near Hot Roddy because of where he fell. She's going to grab their hands and say, we have to go. And she's going to try and run for it. As you do that, as you grab Bello's hands, you hear a loud, loud voice amplified many, many times over say, the power of hell, the power of hell, the power of hell has been identified in the kitchen, the kitchen, all hands on deck. There is a witch in the kitchen. Uh, yeah, Albie's gonna Albie's gonna look back and like make eye contact with Cordelia and move to move to run out of the doors with uh, Bello and um, uh, Hot Roddy's hands. Cordelia grabs her invisibil- invisibility fabric within her and wraps it around herself, taking a deep breath to concentrate and runs after. Cordelia, as you do that, you hear a second instance of hellish powers in the kitchen. In the kitchen, this witch is added in a big way. Was that a bad idea? Just run, just run. Uh, okay, Bellows, Bellows running with her. Cordelia's right behind them. DeBonesby is running, saying, "Um, a witch turned into a turkey." Uh, uh stir fry is gonna follow. Be like, "There's rats in the kitchen, and they're being weird." <laughs> Hot Roddy's gonna flip his collar up, uh, and he's gonna say, <laughs> "What?" And he's gonna run, uh, following <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> okay, he hit his limit. All right. Um, as you guys run out of the double doors, you find yourselves, uh, you are in the middle of a hallway. Uh, it stretches, the lights are out. It is midnight in Rules Haven here, but you are in a very, very nice, very flat, very modern, very chic uh, hallway. <laughs> uh, carpet. I mean, we're talking, there's like exotic plants up there. There's a mm-hmm. big, long mirror. This, oh, this boy's not bad, but that's not what we're taking in right now. Um, the lights are out and the, the hallway stretches uh, very far to the left and very far to the right. But to the right, you see many, many uh, uh, security guards, all human. Uh, they are sort of turning a corner and they point at you and they say, there they are. And they start running towards you. Bellow's going to cast fog cloud between them and the running security guards. And Albie picking up that energy is going to use the wind to blow the fog closer to them. You hear them shout, ah, fog, no, no, not fog. Go, let's go. And now Bello grabs Albie's hand and is running the other way. Not ever running, running the other way. <laughs> Albie squints behind her, trying to make out some kind of outline of Cordelia. And you don't, because Cordelia stopped as soon as she got outside the door, realizing last time the witch hunter caught everyone when they caught her. So she's going to make a break for the right. Okay. 
Cordelia, you move to the right and nobody sees you because you're invisible as you do it. Um, you hear behind you, uh, so Stir Fry and Bonesby were behind you as well as Hot Roddy. Hot Roddy is like fucking booking Bello and Albie. He starts running towards them. Wait a minute. When when Albie turns back and she sees, so she's looking, and if Cordelia is moving into the fog, is there any chance that the fog takes shape around Cordelia's mass even though she's invisible? Um, you just see the fog is, because remember, you push the fog. The fog is sort of just moving every which way. Yeah. It's going to be really difficult to make anything like that out. Okay. Um, okay. Cordelia, you are invisible. There is a fog and you walk into the fog. You see within you as you get closer to people, you see uh, these security guards, these people, these humans. They all seem to be human. Everybody you've seen so far here is human. They are all uh, pushing around and stumbling and knocking into each other. Uh, Some of them start pointing in the wrong direction. Some of them start pointing in the right direction. But none of them seem to take any notice of you. Um, she wants to start, try to like sort of slide by them past the into the direction that they came from. Mm-hmm. Make a stealth yeah. roll with advantage. Okay, great. Okay, that was a nine. And a 20. I got a natural 20. Nice. Hey! Yeah. Um, <laughs> Did I you, make it? Uh, like in uh, fucking like alias through like the, like the lasers. You just like step around these guys. You step under. You just move through them. You are Sick. the confidence of being invisible has sort of unlocked something in you of this like ability. You, it's, you're moving so well. You could have moved around these guys even without being invisible, but it is only helping you. And you get all the way around them. You make it to the other end of the fog and you find yourself. Uh, there is just more hallway extending down. And there seem to be rooms to the left and rooms to the right. Okay, so she's made it to the other side, um, towards the direction where they had uh, come from, the men had come from who were chasing them. And she makes a decision that she is going to be the only person caught if her worst case scenario is happening and the witch hunter is here. So she drops the invisibility cloak, becomes visible, turns around and looks at their pursuers and says, The only witch that was in the kitchen is over here. Just the one, just the one, and it's me. Uh, I'm I'm back this way. So as you do that, one by one, slowly with this like dawning realization, these uh, these security guards begin to just step out of the fog. It is uh, it's it's eerie as they sort of slowly walk out of the fog, uh, pointing at you. And one of them shouts, "It's a Sasquatch! Remember that the witch is a Sasquatch. That should be easy to identify later." And they uh, start walking towards you. And then she opens up the door to her right and steps into the room. And so you run into the room, uh, you run into this room, and uh, this is nice. It's a nice hotel room. This is a hotel you're in. This is like a luxury hotel room. This is, uh, there's some gold. There's some like deep, rich reds and purples in here. There's two uh, queen-size beds in this room. People seem to be sleeping in the beds right now. And uh, they begin to stir a little. But you see in front of you, you see a large window that seems to stretch out over uh you guessed it, Rules Haven. You see the city out there. It's nighttime, but you see city out beyond those windows. And is there a bathroom? Yes. Okay, she's going to say, Junior. And Junior appears on your shoulder and says, Sugar, you should have gotten yourself into... Oh, shit, what's up? Okay. <laughs> um, Junior. And at that, you're going to hear another loud alarm as it says, Witch in room 117. Witch in room 117. There is hellish activity in room 117. Junior. Listen, um... Can you get out the window, make a lot of noise, uh, imitate me as best you can? Uh, I'm going to be in the bathroom. Go now. 
I can't, and I will. And then uh, Junior's going to uh, just charge out the window and just smash the window and uh, is going to, actually, let's get it from Allie. Let's, uh, Junior does a perfect impression of Cordelia. Can we get, this is a bit of an ask, but uh, can we get Cordelia filtered through, like what you think Junior's take on Cordelia would be? <laughs> Jesus, okay. Here I am, big and tall. I'm walking down the roof over here. Sasquatch on the run. Mean Sasquatch. Uh, this this beautiful voice just sort of trails off as uh, Junior, uh, uh, good to their word, just sort of uh, moves off into the night. Uh, the guards burst into the room and they point towards the window. Uh, they hear this and they all charge and they just keystone cop themselves out of the window. Like college students in the 20s trying to fit into a phone booth. They just like trying to jam their, all their bodies through the window. Many of them get cut up. Not all will survive, but who fucking cares? Uh, some of, one of them gets cut really bad, not that you asked, but uh, they manage to jam all of themselves and all uh, out of the window and they all pop out of the window and they begin running out into the night. You are alone in the bathroom, but there are two people in this room who have begun to stir. Are there windows in the bathroom? There are no windows in the bathroom, which is, is traditional. Curtain, is, okay. Is, is there a curtain around the bathtub? Yes, there is. Uh, she quietly pulls the curtain and uh, she's crying, but no one else is in there, so no one else can see her. Okay, great. You're very quietly qu- crying. And you hear, um, uh, you, you hear Hush, you hear, Geraldine, Geraldine, what's going on in our hotel room? And then in response to that, you hear, Austin, go to bed. Probably another bad dream. Cordelia crouches down and sits and tucks herself as small as she can so she doesn't know what people can see through the curtain and she waits. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Time to take this car into overdrive. Drive? Drive! Like the root tales of magic new livestream show called Cruise Control. A show about driving cars fast. It's on April 30th. Pre-show at 8.30, main event at 9. And if you can't attend on that Friday night, don't worry, the show will be up all weekend. So go to rootalesofmagic.com for tickets and I'll drive you to delight! <laughs> okay, that one was actually perfect, so... It's a good thing I muscled through this feeling. That's 
right, it's your DM, Branson Reese. I got some ads for you here, and you're going to want to listen to these. There's some good ones. This first one comes to us uh, from another show called Dungeons and Drimbus, an extremely fun and very funny uh, homebrew D&D actual play podcast with a cast of mostly Florida-born professional actors playing unprofessional D&D professionally. They're going on a hunt for the elusive mythic Florida man with new episodes every Friday. It's a uh, it's a it's a wacky AP. It's a lot of fun. If you like rude tales, you're gonna love Dungeons and Drimbus. It's very very fun, very very funny. But you have to take my word for it. We got an ad for you right here, and uh, you know, straight from them. And uh, you might want to buckle up. It's a lot of fun. In a '95 Camry, Miami girl Adnama. Like I don't even know what to say right now because like literally, like I literally like. Snowbird David Feinstein. It's those damn Republicans. Is it Marco Rubio? Is that the answer? Conspiracy theorist Cletus. Obama is a lizard. We know this. And his pet alligator Steve. <sighs> Sensei, can I understand me? Go on a hunt for the Florida man. You look up onto the roof and see the Florida man dancing in a circle, chanting croqueta, croqueta, croqueta. And doing a little snorts of bath salts off his forearm in between. Croqueta, 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 croqueta. Hear their tale in Dungeons and Dreams, available wherever podcasts are found. Yeah, what did I fucking say, right? It's very fun. Uh, so make sure to listen to Dungeons and Dreambus. Hey, Carly. Oh, hey, Taylor. You're, uh, I know you. You're the producer on my show, uh, Rude Tales of Magic. Yeah, but I'm kind of having a down day. No. Yes. Well, yeah, tell me everything. How, well, the thing is, I'm trying to get some work done, but my pencils, my food, and my coffee is just loose all over my table. Oh, no, and you have so many electronics. I know, it's terrible. It's just like pencils and food and coffee everywhere. There's no way to contain these things. Oh, you silly dear thing. There actually is a way to contain those things. Have you heard of mugs or cups or bowls? Hmm, I've heard about them, but go on. I'm going to make your life very easy. Just Finally. Go, just go to pottery.biz, that's B-I-Z, the fun way to spell business, and I think you're going to like what you see. Wow, I'm there now, and I do like what I see. There are some badass mugs here, some of which resemble the famous internet meme, Goatsy. Uh, there's these cool, like, devil face jugs. My favorite is the faceted ash cup. What's your favorite? I have my eyes on the sea bowls that look like little collections of puddles in a stream. Oh, these are cool. I, you know, this is, I'm looking at this now. This is owned by friend of the show, Joel Patton. This is his pottery store, pottery.biz. I should have led with that. Yes, it's Joel Patton's store. (laughs) That's you bearing the lead. And this is me scraping all my coffee and pencils into my new bowls. Amazing! And I bet you got free shipping on some of those items. On some of them, yes. Pottery.biz. Clean your life up. Hello, Christopher Hastings here, the voice of your favorite adventuring skeleton, Frederick de Bonesby. I speak to you now from the spring of 2021. The flowers are blossoming, the sun is a little less cold, and we stand on the precipice of the return to safe in-person gaming? Well, if that in-person gaming can be safe, sure, maybe. But can it be cool? Well, I'll tell you what, with the gear from Inked Gaming, yeah, you're going to have some extremely cool-looking stuff. You've got playmats, dice, sleeves, 
deck boxes. Oh, to put your little mm, magic cards in, make them look nice. And you know what? Uh, quality materials, cool looking designs. But if you don't like the look of those designs, and you know what? You should go see for yourself because I think they look great. But they also offer completely custom designs. They'll, they'll make you a great looking dice mat with whatever you want to draw on there. All right? And as an added bonus for you, you go to inkedgaming.com slash rudetails. You put in the code rudetails. Get a 10% discount. 10% off. You should be paying full price. But they're so kind to you to say no. Put in the code rudetails and we'll give you 10% off. The best looking uh, weird little dice and uh, you know sleeves for all your gaming gear, etc., etc., and many more things. I don't have the time to mention in this ad. All right, inkgaming.com/slash/rudetails. Gear up for the spring. I love you. Goodbye. Okay, let's go. We're following uh, Bello, Albie, Stir Fry, the Bones, be Hot Rod. Wait a minute. When when Albie turns back and she sees, so she's looking, and if Cordelia is moving into the fog, is there any chance that the fog takes shape around Cordelia's mass, even though she's invisible? Um, you just see the fog is, because remember, you push the fog. The fog is sort of just moving every which way. Yeah. It's going to be really difficult to make anything like that out. Okay. Um. Okay. You guys are all heading to the left. You guys get down to the end of the hallway. It is, there's a beautiful painting greeting you at the end of the hallway. Uh, there's a fork to the left and to the right. To the left, it sort of leads to a lobby where you see people milling about. These alarms have definitely woken people up. There's somebody in their pajamas standing around. They are talking to somebody at the front lobby, sort of demanding an explanation. And to the right, you see a staircase. But up in front of you, you see a very large painting of a bald emperor shouting as a dragon flies away. Um, now what you, uh, uh, but you're not looking at the painting right now. You are, uh, there's a left and a right. The lobby and the exit is to your left and the stairs stairs leading up are to your right. Cordelia, which way do you want to go? Cordelia? I'm Bello. Bello, shh. Cordelia, oh. which way do you want to go? Well, she, she's invisible. Let her let her keep her ruse up. She... No, shh. And my ears are pricking up. Elby's ears are pricking up. She's got that sort of deer sense of when something is wrong and when predators are nearby. Albie, I don't know where Cordelia is, but we should get out of here. Albie doesn't hear you, and without a word, she runs back to where you guys just came from, towards the kitchen. As Albie is running down the hall looking for Cordelia, she's full of an animal panic, and her eyes go nearly cloudy as she is full of rage. So as this happens, the uh, remember the fog is still there and it has not completely dissipated yet. And one of the uh, uh, confused security guards, he moves the wrong way out towards you and he points at you and he says, You there! You! Stop! Stop! 
Albie, without thinking, swats at him like she's trying to swat away a fly. Um, you swat this guy. <sighs> he goes flying hard into the wall. He leaves an indent on the wall. His fucking parents and grandparents are killed, too. This guy is an instant kill of this guy. Um, Albie is, she's heading back towards the kitchen because that's the last time she saw, Cord- saw Cordelia. So she is heading back that way. Um, t- total tunnel vision. Fantastic. In the kitchen, um, you're going to open those uh, doors, and all you see is um, a, a large, like sort of like turkey of a man uh, that is still sitting there. But you can see for just a second, because this was the perfect chef's death, you see as the unseen hand of some god of, of, uh, of, of culinary arts lifts him up and makes him a constellation in the night sky. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, this moment of gorgeous beauty is completely wasted on Albie. She can't see anything. Her blood is pumping in her ears like a drumbeat, and she's looking around for Cordelia. Cordelia! Cord? Cord! She just pounds her fist on the kitchen, uh, the kitchen island. Albie, as you pound your fist, you're going to, for a split second, you catch your reflection in this butcher's knife that is stuck into the ground. And you really see yourself in this moment as like, you're this creature of rage and a fury and a frustration. And to be honest, it doesn't look bad. Witch in room 117. Witch in room 117. There is hellish activity in room 117. I grab the butcher's knife. Albie, you pick the sword up out of the ground. It's shaped like a butcher's knife, but that's a full-on sword. The butcher's sword. You pull it out of the ground, and you feel the weight of it in your hands. Now, some people in fantasy stories, they touch a sword, and, and they just go ape shit for the sword. There's this special connection. Feels like it was forged just for them. Not so with this sword. It's too heavy. Feels like it was forged in spite of you. If it could speak to you, it wouldn't. No chemistry. But in a way, that's even better. You're not here to connect. You're here to take yours now. A calmer mind might wonder what utility a butcher's sword would serve. What possible kitchen emergency would have necessitated this? But luckily, you're in a rage. And you don't have time for pedantic shit. Um, rest of the group, I'm going to cut back to you guys now. I don't know where Cordelia is, but we should get out of here. Albie doesn't hear you, and without a word, she runs back to where you guys just came from, towards the kitchen. So for all that you've seen there is um, Albie, something snapped inside of Albie. Albie, who has been through a lot in this journey. We got now to a point that uh, you've never seen from her before, and she just disappeared and hightailed it off down into the fog, screaming bloody murder. What are the four of the rest? what, What do you four boys do? Um... Let's go get her. Bello has a um, an epiphany. Bello has an epiphany, and he looks around quickly, scanning the room, trying to find something that is really particular to a hotel, like a like a stack of brochures or a or a bell or a luggage cart. You see, uh, take your pick. You see, uh, it's a whip whip whip, 
you see a uh, a rack of different brochures of different activities, uh, things you can do in uh, Rules Haven. There's a spooky tour in Rules Haven. Uh, many oh, many brochures for different spooky tours. You also cool. see a uh, luggage rack, a little uh, with uh, the little wheels on it. And you also you look around and you see the front desk and you see a little dingling bell to uh, to get that uh, that usher's attention. Bello is going to make a beeline for that bell. And as he does it, he begins thinking about how a hotel is a place where vacation energy yeah, is at its strongest. Yeah. And <laughs> he's going to he's going to he's going to pray and clear his mind and think of vacation in the strongest possible terms. And as he does that, he's going to slam his hand down on that bell and try and summon Danny Timeshare to pull all of his friends to the plane of vacation roll a d100 for me but before you do i'm going to tell you what happens when your hand hits that bell your hand hits the bell and a wave of vacation energy moves through this hoity-toity fucking ritz carlton hotel and it becomes tropical themed the entire <laughs> lobby there is sand in the lobby the people they are uh they're dressed very formally and suddenly they're wearing flowered shirts they have lays around their necks there are little palm trees um the coat check now is uh it's shaped like a little uh, uh tent that you might see out on the beach and uh the sign that says no furs is uh switched and it now says no worries hell yeah okay uh, so make that d100 roll I did. I got a 99. What? <laughs> Holy shit. What? <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere. Bello, you alone are pulled to a vast uh, infinity pool. That it's truly, this one is infinity. Uh, you are floating in a uh, a little float, and the uh, the float uh, looks like a fawn. It is like shaped like a fawn, and uh, you are floating in that little float and um, uh, rowing up in an inflatable canoe next to you. Uh, Danny Timeshare uh, rows by and says, "Hello, baby. How you doing?" Hey, Danny. What's up, my dude? No, not much. Taking it easy. Yeah, weather's here. Wish you were beautiful. Hey, <laughs> hey, I, hey. Let's not. No, let's you not are. Knock you it. clearly are. If I can't joke about it with you, who can I joke about yeah, it with? Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. No, I'll take it. I'll take it. It was a good one. Thanks. Hey, um, could you do me a, a solid and bring my friends here too? Oh, to this realm? They're they're all at the hotel. Now, you know, the thing is, I noticed they haven't been praying to me. I can get you here, and I can drop you uh-huh. anywhere in that hotel you want. Hmm. Okay. How about you send me to where Cordelia is? Bello, I thought you'd never ask. And at that, he's going to uh, he's going to hand you a tropical. He's going to hand you a coconut. And the top mm. of the coconut is cut. There's a little umbrella, a little <laughs> straw. And he goes, "Just take a sip of that." Don't mind if I do. As you say, do um, you find yourself? Um, you are no longer in this infinity pool. You are now in a bathtub. And you are right next to a huddled over Cordelia, um, who is no longer invisible. And she is sort of rocking back and forth. You, uh, Cordelia, right next to you appears Bello with a uh, coconut in hand. (gasps) Cheddar? No, it's me. Bello, your friend. From Polaris? Um, okay, she's going to dive forward. She's terrified. She's going to dive forward. She's confused. And she's going to plant her hand on his mouth because she's scared that the people are going to wake up, the people who are in the room in the bed. Mm-hmm. Austin and Ger- Geraldine. 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 
<laughs> Geraldine, I swear, I swear to God. And you, you hear, Austin, you have these dreams. Go back to sleep. You're beginning to piss me off. <laughs> okay, um, Cordelia's like, thank God for Geraldine. Uh, she slowly, she puts her, she puts one finger to her lips, like shush. And then she slowly pulls her hand away from Bello and she wipes her face really quickly. Um, just in case there was anything on there that might've been wet. I'm whispering. Oh, good job. Yeah, thank you. Oh, what the fuck? How'd you get here? Do you have invisibility? Used... Don't you know? We're in a hotel, Cordelia. The power of vacation is n- nowhere stronger. Oh, Bello from Polaris. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> what the oh. fuck, dude? What are you doing here? I'm trying to draw them away. I came to... I, wh- I, I we, we got split up and then Albie ran after you, but there were all these guys and I, I just wanted to... I, I I figured you got you got lost. Wait, what about Albie? Well, when she realized you weren't with us, she turned around and ran back into danger. Fuck. Okay, Cordelia is going to um, sort of slowly, quietly stand up and pull the curtain back. Mm-hmm. And then um, she's going to creep towards the door in the bathroom and try and uh, just like s- just split it open to see if she can see into the room. Uh, what are you doing? You can't. Can you make a stealth roll for me? <laughs> oh no! I got a three. Okay. With a loud creak, uh, this door has not been oiled as nice as this hotel is. Uh, you can't. Every hinge, you know, there's a lot of hinges in a hotel. You can't hit every one, and this is one of the ones that didn't get hit. Uh, this a loud creak, and you hear. As Austin said, that's it, that's it. I know I heard a creak. We are not alone in this hotel room. And you hear Geraldine say, Austin, if I could divorce you a fourth time, I would. And I can. Get ready for that in the morning. I love her. Um, but he, you do he hear up? Austin begin to stand up and uh, uh, start walking towards you. Cordelia reaches to the bathtub, grabs uh, Bello's wrist, and pulls him with her behind the door so that when the door opens, they'll hopefully be behind it. The door opens. You guys are behind the door. Now, the door won't open all the way because there's two people behind there. And this door is supposed to go flush with the door. That's good, though. That's okay because Austin is not pushing it all the way. He is uh, hes a nervous man. He's a frightened man, but he does want to get back to sleep. He doesn't want anything to be in this bathroom. He looks around. And he says, hello? Hello? Cordelia, <laughs> Cordelia, assuming that Bello may not yet know quite what's going on, puts her hand over his mouth. Hello? Is anyone in here? I swear I heard something. I heard a creaking of the door. (laughs) He looks around. He looks in the bathroom mirror. And as he does, his eyes slowly begin to move. And he starts to look almost towards. And as he does. I'm going to (laughs) vomit. His eyes slowly. He gets to you. He looks at you. He goes. And sort of looks away. Closes the door slowly. You hear Geraldine say, So, Austin, was it anything? And you hear Austin say, I mean, I saw something, but that's impossible. You're right. It's a bad dream. Gotta go to sleep. You're right. You're right. You're right. And I'll face you tomorrow in divorce court. Man of my (laughs) word. (laughs) Cordelia lets out a very deep breath and um, pulls her hand off of Bella's mouth.
the little uh, uh, tent that you might see out on the beach. And uh, the <laughs> sign that says no furs is uh, switched and it now says no worries. The Bones Bee, Stir Fry, and Hot Roddy. You guys have been abandoned. Uh, Cordelia disappeared. Albie ran away. Bello ran over. All you saw was he slammed the bell and disappeared. Yeah, the Bones Bee books it for that bell. Like, I don't know what he knows, <laughs> but he slams his bony hand on the bell. Um, so you're going to slam your bell. And uh, for all you know, the second that your bony little hand hits that bell, you hear... Witch in room 117. Witch in room 117. There is hellish activity in room 117. DeBonesby looks at the bell and says, All right, well, made Bella vanish. Gave me information. This useful bell, though I do not know its secrets. I'm taking it. Come on, everybody, to 117. Um, Stir Fry has seen, uh, uh, you know, all the people who have given him emotional support, like, winnowed away from this group. Um, and he sees DeBonesby uh, take take action and he sort of something inside him uh, in this moment reverts a little bit and he takes out his knife and he runs to DeBonesby and jumps in front of him using uh, three limbs, hand and two feet he is, with his knife out. He is sort of running in front of DeBonesby like a dog putting his <laughs> knife in the way of anyone who might try to get into DeBonesby's path. Fantastic. Aww. And Hot Roddy not to be outdone gets behind the bones beat and starts doing the same thing as if he is like uh, uh you know like with the, the flashlight and the gun um, but he just has his finger now we'll remember his bully mancer powers have returned to him because of how fucking rude he was to brian falk a good man who did nothing wrong and he just starts uh and he's pointing at people and there's a, a single little like idling flame coming out of his finger and uh uh DeBonesby, you and your security unit move down the hallway towards room 117 Stir Fry, the Bones be Hot Roddy, in that order as you move down the hallway, you see a dead body. You see a guy who was thrown hard into the wall. You see his bloody, uh, like, fucking gruesome Roger Rabbit outline of blood on the wall, and a, just like a dead body lying on the ground. And in front of you, you see a heavily breathing uh, 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 Albie who is uh, heading uh, past room 117. Albie, wrong way! And starts pointing to the door. Albie uh, turns her head and sees Stirfry pointing. She can't hear what he's saying, but she, without thinking, just goes in the same direction that he's pointing in. Great. So um, we're going to cut back into the room. Austin has just pulled the covers <laughs> delicately up to his little head. His little fingers are sticking out. This is a small, meek human man. Um, he is uh, he's just sort of adjusting his head. He's uh, about to theatrically take a big yawn so that he can go back to sleep when the door explodes open. <laughs> And uh, Albie, Stir Fry, the Bones Bee, Hot Roddy, you all explode into the room. Albie is just scanning the room for her. She sees the shapes under the covers and she pulls the covers off. Uh, you see uh, Geraldine, who is beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> Unreal. It's, Geraldine looks so good. Geraldine looks up at you and says, Oh, God. And housekeeping. Albie uh, whips around, sees the bathroom door, and pulls it towards her like she's pulling a scarf off somebody. Yeah, and it pulls right off just like that with a crack. And the uh, the door maker, um, long dead, dies a second time in his grave. Uh, that is just like, you absolutely just like shatter that door into splinters. Uh, it is, uh, you've monster inked the door. It's just like splinters of wood go everywhere. And uh, you see... Cordelia and Bello standing before you. Bello has a tropical drink in his hand, and uh, they are both standing in the bathroom. 
Albie collapses. Like you see, um, you see her features soften. You see her eyes become doe-like and shiny again, and she just collapses in Cordelia's arms. Yeah, Cordelia is going to grab her, um, and then whip around and look at Bello. Like, what the fuck is going on? Bello picks up uh, uh, Albie's legs. <laughs> And it just says, we got to get out of here. I think our cover is blown. <laughs> Cordelia's going to um, then, in that case, so she's got Albie's sort of like, she's under Albie's uh, armpits, kind of mm-hmm. like huddled mm-hmm. under her armpits, holding up her top side. And she's going to lead the direction out towards the front. Hey, Sir Fry, DeBosby. Hey, Sturf. Hey, hey, you, you, you good? Yeah, just cover us. Yeah. He turns back around, knife open uh, again, on all threes with his knife leading the way, uh, running ahead from his friends. Uh, so as they run out of the room carrying Albie, Bello sees the dropped butcher's knife. Um, Cordelia's going to see him see it, and she's going to say, I got her, and scoop Albie up from him entirely. Then Bello says, oh, she's going to want this later, and picks up the sword. And as you guys are leaving the room, you hear a hot roddy call from behind. Hey, what do you want me to do with the witnesses? And he's got his uh, flaming finger up to Austin's head. <laughs> I'll tell you, I, as the spooky night manager, I declare this room to be filthy. And we must <laughs> take your belongings for laundering, just in case that's part of the problem. So I've already done the work to show that these guys are idiots. Um, can you make a deception roll there and not with disadvantage? Natural 20. Whoa. Okay. Uh, this works. Austin and Geraldine look at each other and they say, of, of course, yes, uh, if you say so. Yeah, uh, it, uh, so, sorry to have been sleeping in a, a dirty room. You broke that window. It's so dirty. Geraldine looks at Austin and says, I knew it. You're always breaking windows. <laughs> Hot Roddy is going to put his hand down and look at them and say, you guys have a beautiful marriage. And he's going to head out of there. Right, come on now. Give me, give, me, give me your clothes so I can make sure that they're clean. Uh, Austin, uh, yeah, he's like, uh, okay. And he takes his pajamas off. And, no, uh, no, no, him. no. Your clothes for the morning. I didn't want your filthy pajamas. They're, they're there. Just take them. Yeah, yeah DeBonesby uh, grabs uh, oh, just uh, everything off the hangers. Branson, what's this guy's style? This guy's style? This guy has started dressing a little bit more conservatively lately, um, and uh, his, like, best days are definitely behind him, but he definitely, like, uh, unbuttons the collar a little bit more because, like, he, you know, he thinks of himself as, like, still sort of a hot shot. I would, I would describe this as, like, orthodontist style. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Pleated khakis. Yeah, he's got the uh, you know the the Cordelian equivalent of these these types of clothes. So uh, Frederick, you've really just grabbed like middle manager clothes. Yeah, I just want a suit. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, you got it. You got it. Great. Um, so you guys run out of the room. Camera lingers on these two, and uh, they look at each other. There's a moment, and Austin says, after all these years, and Geraldine says, we've still got the spark, and they kiss. Their marriage is in better shape than ever. You guys did a good thing for this marriage. Thank you. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. Oh, that makes me so happy. You, pr- I had to give you, you know, we did kill a few people. Uh, so you guys run out <laughs> into the hallway. Uh, and so let's make do? some more. <laughs> there is a flurry of activity. People are running past the room. People, do- there is, uh, 
there is a lot. There are security guards running around. There are people out of their rooms. It is. It's pandemonium out here. It's chaos. Treat this like you really just like set off like four fire alarms in a row. Do we see an exit? Like, is there a clear exit, or is it we have to go back, back to the back to the stairway for an exit? Um, so, if you go back behind you, there's the lobby. You take that left, and there's the lobby, and there's an exit in the lobby. Uh, up the stairs is you know more hotel, but up in front of you, you do see a large window that outlooks uh, over the city. Okay, stir fry is going to run towards it and just try to like break through the window. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, it's a window, so you know. You're going to break it, and I'm going to have you make a constitution save. Oh, that's a 19. Stir fry, you smash through that window, and it is just like uh, like safety, like windshield glass. Like, it just shatters in exactly the safest way, although you do get one cut. You know, it's mostly for show. You, like, lose a feather in a way that sort of, like, reveals it. You throw yourself out onto the street. You're at street level, and you find yourself in an alley in Rules Haven. You explode out into the night, all of you. Albie, you're stirred by the chaos, giving you the cover to escape. The sorry lot of you look out and you see the night in the big city of Rulesaven. And what a sight it is. In the naked city, there are ten million stories. It's the same in Rulesaven, even though you can tell this is more of a clothes-on city. Which of those ten million stories will we be telling? Maybe all of them? Do a magnolia? All I know is this. It'll be good. And if it's not, people will yell at me. But you'll have to wait and see next time on Rude Tales of Magic. Ah, yes. Quite the rude tale indeed. That was Ali Fisher as Cordelia, Carly Monardo as Albi. Christopher Hastings as Frederick de Bonesby, Tim Platt as Stir Fry, Joe Lepore as Bello, and Branson Reese as Everything and Everyone Else. Rude Tales of Magic is produced by Taylor Moore at Fortunate Horse. He sounds nice. With additional sound design by Michael Gelfi. And with the infinite dark beneficence of Sidney and Benjamin Paul. See you next time, weary traveler, when you most desire even more rude tales of magic. That was a HeadGum Podcast.